I'm Sharon Batters, and this is the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And our goal in offering this devotional is to help turn your heart toward Jesus through the help and hope of the gospel. Today's devotional is called Journey to Christmas with the Midwives of the Messiah, Ruth the Outsider. And today's treasure is from Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Naomi left Bethlehem full, but came back empty. As poverty bangs on their door, Naomi tells Ruth that she can glean in the fields of the farmers during the harvest time. Such gleaning was Israel's way of taking care of their poor. Israelite gleaners would leave some grains behind so the poor could collect them. Unfamiliar with the town or the customs, Ruth chooses to glean in a field that belongs to Boaz, later called her kinsman redeemer. Eventually, Ruth meets Boaz, who welcomes her to his field, makes sure she is not thirsty, and instructs her on how to gather the most of the harvest. He tells his men to leave her alone and to leave extra grain for her to gather. Ruth returns home with 25 pounds of grain. Imagine Naomi's face as she recognizes that Ruth must have a benefactor because she had never seen any gleaners gather this much in one day. Naomi learns that Boaz is the one watching over her daughter-in-law. She immediately sees God's provision for Ruth and her and explains that Boaz is their kinsman redeemer, the one who is in line to take on the responsibility of the Leverite law. Remember, the Israelites cared for their widows through the Leverite law, the same law that protected Tamar. When a man died, his brother was to marry his widow and bear children with her that would carry his brother's name. The inheritance of the dead brother belonged to those children. His widow would be cared for, and his name would be remembered through them. If there were no brothers, then this responsibility passed on to the nearest male relative. Though there is another relative ahead of Boaz to whom this responsibility falls, that relative refuses to take on the responsibility of marrying Ruth. Boaz is Naomi's relative. Naomi instructs Ruth to go to Boaz that night to lie down at his feet and to ask him to redeem her or to marry her. Boaz immediately agrees and gladly accepts Ruth as his wife. Let's trace this marriage back to Tamar. Remember how Tamar tricked Judah into keeping the Leverite law? Tamar's brothers-in-law refused to take on the responsibility of marrying Tamar, so God killed them. Through trickery, Tamar forced their father Judah to keep the Leverite law. Out of their union came Perez. Tamar, the one who did not want to be forgotten, is remembered once more in Ruth's story. At the end of the book of Ruth, blessings on Tamar and Judah through the birth of Perez are lauded by the elders and people. Though Tamar's methods were questionable, the elders of Bethlehem respond to Boaz's declaration of marriage to Ruth with these words in Ruth chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be renowned in Bethlehem, and may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. The people and the elders want the Lord to bless Boaz and Ruth the same way he blessed the house of Perez, the son that Tamar bore to Judah. 
What a picture of God's amazing, redeeming love that brings beauty from ashes. Imagine again our journey to Christmas. Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth are legally related. Imagine Ruth, Rahab, and Tamar joyfully embracing and thanking God for the way He included each of them in the legal line of our Savior, Jesus. Tamar was an outsider, a non-Israelite, yet God blessed her through the births of her twins, in particular, Perez. Several generations later, Salmon and Rahab the harlot give birth to Boaz. Is it possible that Boaz welcomed Ruth as his wife, loving her unconditionally because his own mother, Rahab, taught him that all people are to be respected and treated with kindness? Oh, Father, forgive us when we think ourselves better than another person. Your inclusion of Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth in the legal line of Jesus profoundly reminds us that your salvation is inclusive. There is beauty in humankind because of your image in us. Show us how to reflect your inclusive love, especially when the person in front of me is different in ways that are difficult for me to embrace. And, oh, friends, I pray that as you go about your day today, you will remember Ruth and Tamar and the way that God included them in the lineage of Jesus. They were outside the camp, and he brought them in. But remember, you too are outside the camp until he welcomes you in. Friends, isn't it amazing to see how God intertwines the stories of people down through the ages? And we see Tamar pop up in the story of Ruth. And, you know, God is writing your story. And there's always a backstory where we can't see the ultimate purposes, the eternal purposes of what He is doing in our life. But we can be confident that He is as He is writing your story as a part of the ultimate story, the gospel. A friend of mine who I've known for quite some time joined me for the Help and Hope podcast and she shared her story. And it is a hard story. She talks about caring for her husband with Alzheimer's. And my friend's name is Pam Benton. Pam started noticing small changes in her pastor husband. And though Wilson had retired, he had agreed to serve as interim pastor in another church for 18 months. Well, those 18 months turned into five years. Pam's concerns grew when Wilson started using notes for his sermons. Since both of their mothers had Alzheimer's, Pam and Wilson did not hesitate to get their doctor's opinion, hoping for a simple answer, but knowing Alzheimer's was not unlikely. In this conversation, Pam describes how a diagnosis has changed the direction of their plans for retirement, how important it is to get an early diagnosis, and the way the Lord has grown her faith. Pam's children have told her that in spite of a lifetime of ministry, this season of life is perhaps the most important as she models for them how to love their dad well in what many call the long goodbye. Pam is wonderfully transparent in this conversation, and I know that her thoughts are going to help not only the caregiver of someone with Alzheimer's, but also to give encouragement to those who love that caregiver and how they can come alongside and help as well. So go to markinc.org, M-E-R-K-I-N-C.org, and look for my conversation with Pam Benton, caring for my husband with Alzheimer's. Friends, thanks so much for joining us. And as we get closer to Christmas, I am looking forward to you joining us tomorrow as well.